Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. This is the show. It's a show where we talk about movies that made a whole lot of money. And we go, A huh. billion of it. Go ahead. I was just rudely cut off by one of your co-hosts. That's Tawan Mehta. And I'm Christmas and hello. I'm excited to do the lower third for this one because there's going to be some fun descriptions. What movie are we talking about that causes such fun descriptions, Ms. Sensen? You're asking me this week? That's interesting. Oh, my goodness. This is, I've never felt this before. We've gone into the unknown. One, we're talking about Frozen 2. Two? Frozen. Now, let me preface. It's not like Frozen to a place. It's not Frozen also, but Frozen numerical two. It's not frozen escape to Africa. No, 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 no. It's not frozen into the Spider-Verse, though. That'd be great. That'd be great. It's not frozen three, Europe's most wanted. You know what it is? It is directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer <laughs> Lee. Budget of 150 million released in the U.S. on November 22nd, 2019. Now, Pawan first frozen. Released on my birthday, November twenty seventh. Second Frozen, not on my birthday. So, so before before we get into all that, I got one more. It's it's not Netflix presents King Julian a Frozen story. <laughs> Frozen can't handle King Julian, but it can handle a billion dollars. <laughs> In its opening weekend, the film made $130 million, the highest opening weekend for a Walt Disney Animation Studios film, a title previously held by friend of the Billion Dollar Movie Club, Zootopia. Its worldwide opening that weekend was $358.5 million, which is the highest worldwide opening for an animated film taking that title from another friend of the Billion Dollar Movie Club, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, I guess it was too many numbers that it fucked up their math. Is Toy Story 2, uh, is Toy Story 4 2019, and everyone said too many numbers. In its second weekend, Frozen 2 grossed $85 million. It was the highest second weekend for an animated film, once again, taking it from Friend of the Billion Dollar Movie Club Incredibles 2. Taking all the names. The highest Thanksgiving weekend grows, taken from a film we don't care about because it's not a friend of the Billion Dollar Movie Club, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Damn. I I guess that movie really uh, flamed out after it caught fire. Get get press release! Hark, a press release on December 16th, 2019. Whoa, 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 we got a press release for this one? I was not expecting that. From the Walt Disney Animations people. Frozen 2 surpasses $1 billion at global box office. The film would go on to gross $477 million domestically and $1.450 billion worldwide. At the time, it was the 16th highest grossing film domestically and 17th worldwide? No. 
at the time it was 16th highest grossing domestic and 10th worldwide. Currently sits at 17th domestic and still sits as number 10th worldwide. Juan, this is the 10th highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And let those emotions color how you tell the plot. Okay, okay. So I don't know how many how many of us have read uh, Joseph Campbell's A Hero with a Thousand Faces. Uh, very few, but y'all know what the hero's journey is, right? Imagine that, and they did almost nothing else with it. And then by the end of the movie, they realize that their home of Asgard, I mean, Arendelle, was built on lies. And they had to destroy it. Because you see Asgard, I mean, Arendelle is a people, not a place. But this time, the place is fine, too, at the end. I feel like Thor Ragnarok can't have been the first movie to deal with that. No, but it's funny how recent it was. It is. In association with this. It's. Oh, wait, I I could go into more detail. Do you want more detail? Sure, sure. All right. So we get uh, Anna and Elsa and everything's perfect. But uh, something beckons. The siren calls. It's the call of adventure that calls to uh, uh, Elsa. And of course. Is Is it Harrison Ford? No, 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 no. The Call of the Wild. And of course, much like uh, the hero's journey, Elsa initially refuses the call with a song. No, she And then she eventually responds to the call in that same song by the end. Uh, and then they meet the old peoples that are still alive and they're still as young as they were back in the day. And then they find out the real reason their parents are dead. And now Anna and Wait. Elsa are magic. So, so let's let's start the conversation. Juan, did you like this movie? I did, actually. That's the weird thing. <laughs> I really enjoy this movie. But it ends and I go, what the fuck happened in this movie? It is so messy and it feels like so obvious and it's like plot progression. But like, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed <laughs> this movie. And I also think there's something there. I don't think it's very clear. I think there's a lot of some things there, but like, there's something there. The songs at the beginning were so obvious with like the hero's journey that it was kind of funny. I just, I don't know what's this. This is like going to be the reverse Joker. Once again, we don't you know, know what it, was, it is. It was we so like it fun. It's so funny that this is juxtaposed with Joker just in terms of when they reached a billion dollars because like coming off of Joker, I felt so refreshed by this movie. <laughs> Maybe like, I think that juxtaposition made this better in my eyes. Maybe that's why everyone swam, swarmed, swarmed to Frozen 2. They also swam to Frozen 2 because, you know, water has a memory. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Except the wind. The wind doesn't remember shit. Oh, hey, Gail, you know, Gail has the strengths and the weaknesses. And, you know, memory's not a strength. <laughs> I apologize. Which you know what you know what I call bullshit on that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna dock this point. As, as, I'm gonna give them a cinema sin point. 
uh, how can the wind not have memory when uh, at the end of the movie, Anna tells the wind to send something to Elsa and it does that the entire time. If it didn't have memory, it would forget on the way. Boom. So this is the second time I watched this movie. At the end, the wind, Elsa's like, hey, wind, let's go somewhere. And then the wind turns into a horse? Are those the same entity? What? No, no, no. See, there's a wind horse. There's a water horse. Mm. There's a horse horse. Where's the ice horse? Well, in a sense, she makes the ice horse. She takes the water horse and uh, makes it stronger. Do we like this movie because of the presence of Sterling K. Brown? I partially, you know what? I will say that this has something that um, a classic of cinema also had. Whoa. Uh, I don't know how many of us uh, in this fan, in this uh, movie club, have seen the classic piece of cinema, Barbarella. But uh, this movie and Barbarella share... Please please describe that film for anyone unaware. So Barbarella is a movie starring Jane Fonda where over the course of 90 minutes, her outfit gets torn apart at least nine times and she is in a new, more ridiculous outfit, more fun outfit each time. And so how is this similar to Frozen? Uh, Elsa has a lot of fun outfits. There are some fun costumes. I'll say none of the costume changes as memorable as the Frozen 1 costume change. Sure, sure, sure. But, but I like the outfits. I do think this movie... And also you could buy each one of them at your local Target, Walmart, slash uh, toy store. Get, get them all. Get them sure. all. I do think whatever this movie did, it couldn't live to the hype of the first one, right? Sure. But it also feels like they still... Yeah. You were going to say? It still feels like they didn't know what to do with the story either. (laughs) So much of it is so unclear. And yet, because when I try to think of what the story is of this movie, all I think of is like, them finding out their grandfather lied and so they're fixing it and then i'm watching the movie and that doesn't show up to like the last 20 minutes of the movie yeah and it's really weird because you brought up thor ragnarok mm-hmm. it's frozen 2 and just in this podcast alone we have last jedi black panther etc etc i'd say shang chi just came out of the same thing these disney movies are reckoning with the past and the present and how to deal with it for the future and it's really weird that this idea is floating through all these properties I think part of it just comes with the fact of we're making so many sequels to these things that are overhyped to the point where that has to influence the narrative in some way like the, there's meta commentary there inherently. I do think it's it's part of the times too. Also, all these movies coming out amidst the "Make America Great Again" uh, movement. Yeah, but I don't know if looking back is necessarily like a, a now thing. If you 
like maybe in terms of within the property I think, I think looking back and and seeing the flaws rather than just glorifying it hmm. is is a lot more of a more recent trend as as we're we're more aware of 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 society as a whole and I think that's that's just really interesting that seeing all these movies address it they they accomplish it and and come to how successful they are at addressing it varies per title right you have your black panther which is incredible we love last jedi and this one kind of just throws it in but well, um, it feels like oh so i'll say this it it feels similar to like the toy story sequels in the sense that they keep throwing everyone apart and all that stuff. But I feel like at least with this, you get enough of them together. Yes, you do. That you, you get that bond. Well, I, I, again, trying to figure out what the fuck happens in this movie. The closest thing that anyone has to an arc is Anna realizing that she doesn't have to be with Elsa all the time, right? Is that? Oh, that's the best I could. Like, that, like, Anna can... Do stuff by herself. That's the best thing I can think of in an arc for anyone. Well, Elsa goes through the obvious hero's journey. I don't fucking know what Elsa does in this movie. She she hears a voice and goes, I'm going to follow it. It's, it's literally a call to action that she initially does not listen to and then follows. And then I love how... Olaf and uh, Anna have that song before that of the that's the setting done. setting the groundwork of like their okay n- you know what now I'm just gonna pull up the fucking uh, hero's journey because oh, it literally never it literally I I bet you we could uh like do a one to one thing you could do that with most movies yeah but the funny thing is with this one like the songs are literally just like the point of the song is hitting that beat. <laughs> like, you can't tell me that um, Into the Unknown is not the call to adventure and the refusal. Like, the call to adventure is literally the siren song, and then sure. Into the Unknown starts with the refusal. Sure. Though, weirdly, we don't get the meeting with the mentor. I was say, where to show yourself playing to this? Um, I think that's the reward. Hold on, important question. Where in the hero's journey on this graph is Lost in the Woods? Uh, uh that's test allies enemies. Boom. That's a test. That's a test. Wow. I gotta say, now that we're talking about the song, Lost in the Woods unnecessary like the rest of Kristoff in this movie but it's one of the highlights of this movie you don't like it i i just think the piano line is like so chintzy and like it feels like 90s ballad too much it's a parody of it i don't don't know it does it feels more dreamworks than disney which was which is a little disarming rewatching this I think it's hysterical. Uh, for me, the song that I really liked was uh, the the lullaby one. Ah, uh, yes, yes. 
All is found. That one that one felt like a nice warm hug. That is. It's it's interesting because it starts off a little similar to the first prose. You can get the flashbacks, right? Mm-hmm. But even just from that opening song, I think there's a different tone. Yeah, I this, was getting I was getting more uh I was getting more what's the word? Fantasy. I was getting more fantasy. Sure, sure. This does play more into the the mystical realm. Well, I think the first one just is she has powers and that's it. And then this one also has a much more somber tone. Do you remember the trailers for this movie? No. I remember one trailer. I just always... The only thing I remember about this movie is that it came out and made a billion dollars and I did not hear anyone talk about it. Yeah. But then, but then I was on TikTok. Oh. Because of course I'm on TikTok as a, as a spectator, not as a uh as a purveyor of content myself there. Sure. So I'm not going to ask you to follow me, dear listener. Sure. There's no reason to follow me on TikTok. Do not follow me, dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Um yeah, there so there's there was this one there's this one uh sound that was popular for a bit uh that I recognized in this movie, but I like I was like, oh that sounds like the TikTok sound. Which what sound was it? It was the angelic singing that and I was like, wait, I know the lyric the opening lyric to this song. <laughs> it's the TikTok sound. Wait, from they from... they yeah, from, the, uh, I can hear you, but I won't. I'm into the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> they, they stole the TikTok sound for their big song. They did. They did. <laughs> That's like obviously it. what happened. They stole the TikTok sound. They went to the future. Took the sound, but like that's back. literally what my mind was. Is like, wait, I know this from the TikTok. <laughs> so that shows where I'm at in the culture lexicon. <laughs> well, I guess there's that means there was some sort of cultural influence if there was a TikTok phase where everyone used it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, did Aladdin have that? Uh, you know, you got to stay one jump ahead of the breadline. No, 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 sorry. Aladdin, not Aladdin 1992, but Aladdin 2019. Uh, you know, you got a, you got a girl boss song in there. You got to have one of those these days. Oh, there's a lot of them in this one. There's a lot of them. Girl keeping, gate bossing. <laughs> got to have it. I don't know if I know these terms. You know, gatekeep, girl boss. There's a third one. Gaslight. Gaskeeping. <laughs> oh, that's what the maid does when she comes into the house, right? I mean, that's what every human does when they try to hold back in a fart. <laughs> oh. Wordplay. I like the bridge. That was a nice bridge. <laughs> I like when they destroyed the bridge. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I really love Olaf in this movie. Josh Gad is a delight. And he's silly. He's, he's the 
uh, the surrogate for the child viewer. And he has he has a little he has a little emotional thing when he's like, I feel this anger within me. My God, Olaf, why do you feel anger? And uh, as an adult in the audience, you could laugh at Olaf's song. It's like, when I'm an adult, all this will be easier. And then have a silent cry to yourself because nothing's ever easier. You're just told to pretend like it is. Yeah. You're forced to. You, you, you have to pretend that it's okay when it's not. And you're just supposed to act like it. I, I it's okay. Something's never change. Something's never change. What's the line he had when he was talking to the children? It was like, uh, God, I'm looking at my notes. I can't find the line. Something about the youth, the youth dem. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. And and Josh, if you haven't watched Central Park, Quan, you are you're on my Apple TV Plus. Watch Central Park. Yo, it's why a you gotta call me out like? That. It's a delight. <laughs> Until you, I, I'll keep, I'll keep making this, uh, this declaration until you watch the show, and then I'll pull back. The world, I, I'll, I'll, re, I'll retract my statement until you watch the show. Yeah, I'll do that when you watch the morning show. I am planning on eventually watching the morning show. It's season two is about to start. I know. Come on, I gotta watch Mayor of East Town and uh, Underground Railroad first. You also gotta Crap watch Country. Coda. I fucking hold on. I do gotta watch Coda. This I is do. just a conversation we're having. Forget Frozen. <laughs> Apple TV Plus is fucking killing it. You know the funny thing is they don't even have enough content to have a search bar. But what's there? But they got gold. They what's got there gold. is gold. They go for the quality over quantity. I mean that's the Apple way until they start releasing a new thing every other week. Juan, did you know that the Coen Brother Macbeth movie is an Apple TV Plus movie? I did not. They got bangers. Did I use that term correctly? You used it correctly, but you said it incorrectly. Like, oh, it did not sound Juan, right the way you is, said is that. Ted Lasso, is Ted Lasso not a banger? Bro, stop. Mythic Quest, banger. Come from Honestly, away. I, it would be better if you said it in a British accent. Come from away, banga. <laughs> that that was better. I mean, it's still far off from like how it should actually be said in that context, but it was better. On the rocks, Sophia Coppola, Rashida Jones, Bill Murray, banger, bonger. Oh no, no, that's what I call Parasite, a bonger, directed by Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> Okay, so back to Frozen 2. I really, it's one thing I, I want to point out, right? Uh, the budget of this movie, $150 million. Which Big whoop, big uh, whoop. No, it's less than <laughs> Pixar usually gets. Pixar gets like $200 million for their sequel. So Disney, what are you doing? What are you doing? Showing favorites. <laughs> Showing Show favorites. Yourself. Show not- your favorites. <laughs> Can we talk about that song for a second? Okay, go. Because I, I okay, th- there was one other element to this movie in terms of the culture that I witnessed after its release, but not any more thereafter. Okay. Th- they were really trying to make this like a queer movie. <laughs> not Disney. Not but Disney. They, they were also doing that with the first Frozen. 
sure but like i saw this one article title that's like i don't care what disney says frozen 2 is a <laughs> but that's also just building off the first one right which which uh, people gravitate to as that which i just found that so funny as like an article title where it's like i don't care what disney says about their own movie this this is what it means <laughs> it, it's really giving I, I need an ounce of queer representation. Please, Sir Hold Disney. On. You know can I that. Please have my queer. <laughs> you do know that uh, Elsa, the first queer character ever in a Disney movie. You know what's funny is I follow Joshua Rush on Twitter. Okay, I don't know who this is, but go on. And uh, he, he like responded to one of those memes where it's like, where they basically did that but with like the avatar states where it just kept like with the article titles where it's like whatever the latest version was is like this person to be the first queer character in disney movie and then you look back and it's just a line of that exact article with different names ah not the avatar states but rather all the different avatars yeah, yeah. The lineage of avatars that's Hold what on. i meant correct hold on fuck you the lore doesn't matter Correct naming, proper verbiage does not matter in this case. You understood what I meant in the long run. Hold on. Oh, you can't even see it because it's so bright. Do I need to, to share with you my Avatar Blu-rays? Bet you won't. Bet you won't. Why? We share shit all the time. Wait, what do you Hold mean on. by share? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you meant Puan that you were literally going to... Juan utilizes my Apple TV Plus subscription until they watch Central Park. All right. Wait, so you're saying you're going to kick me off once I watch Central Park? Then why would I watch uh, Central Park? All I'm going to say is that I'm going to retract <laughs> my statement. What The actions I make after retracting my statement are up to interpretation. <laughs> we do not know yet. So yeah, going back to what I was saying. So Joshua Rush quote tweeted that and said, it's funny because the first one, <laughs> the first article is about my character. Who's Joshua Rush? He, he was uh, Cyrus and Andy Mack. Oh. And like when, when I was listening to Show Yourself, I was like, this is probably the song where they tried to make it queer in their reading of it. But like, bro, you just, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. That's you all do. I'll say. You do. And like, that is a time to fold them. But just you wait, just you wait, Disney. As soon as copyright is over, so many people, as soon as copyright catches up to your fucking mouse, as soon as copyright catches up to your f fucking mouse, all all the people will come out of the world work to make Mickey Mouse the first queer Disney character. Come on, you got to look straight in the camera and send a message. And it'll be so, so child unfriendly. Come on, come on. Let me, let me put this on speaker view and then you can give your message to Disney. <laughs> you best keep running. You best keep running. Keep pushing that copyright date. Because once it catches up to your fucking mouse, it's over for you. It's over. All right. Yeah, Walt. 
again, deceased for at least 45 years, Walt. <laughs> deceased or canceled by life? Damn, imagine run, run, <laughs> canceling your life subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying earlier, <laughs> Although it somehow has a smaller budget than, uh, say, a Toy Story 4, it's still visually stunning. I think this looks better. And, like, it has bigger set pieces. Yes, it has bigger set pieces, which I think is why one may say it looks better. I don't know if I'll, I'll stay out say that claim. But I am shocked that year at the Oscars, it was nominated for Song for Into the Unknown, but not nominated for Animated Feature. And what was? Give me the entire list off the top of your head. Toy Story 4, Missing Link, Klaus, I Lost My Body, How to Train Your Dragon. Where'd it go? Oh, boy, that's a sad movie. Because it's it's about... So if you don't know about I Lost My Body, this is kind of indie animated film, uh, hand-drawn on Netflix. It's about this dude cut off his arm by accident. Or a hand. I think it was just hand. And so the hands try and get back to the dude. And in doing so, there's flashbacks of how the dude got in that situation. It's a powerful film. Powerful. Fucking gut punch of an ending. You saw... I recommend. You saw It's Such a Beautiful Day, right? I saw one of them. I forget which one I saw. What do you mean one of them? He has a bunch of movies, right? Well, he only has one feature length so far. So maybe that's the one I saw. I think that that's when I saw. Yeah. Do you think that would get nominated in today's day and age? It it's not it's not just quality. It's it's based on who has the the push and pull the and clout. who the clout. You know, has the clout, not the saying Klaus, clout. even though Klaus has clout. Yeah, that Netflix clout. Netflix, we know how to get nominated, but not win Oscars. Uh, they have Roma. We didn't win Best Picture. You know who won? Green Book. Uh, they have Mank. Mank won cinematography and uh, production design. Not picture, not director, not even nominated for editing. They have Urshman. <laughs> Which went <laughs> zero for ten. Okay, okay. Just because they haven't won Best Picture doesn't mean they don't have Oscars. On the closest they've come to best picture are Roma and the Trial of the Chicago Seven. <laughs> the Trial of the Chicago Seven, which isn't a terrible movie. They really it's... love their Aaron Sorkin in the Academy, don't they? No, I feel like they, they didn't nominate Steve Jobs or Molly's Game. They... There's no other way that Trial of Chicago Seven would have got nominated, though. Yes, Netflix. Netflix is what did it. I think it's a it's a commingling of factors. Ooh, commingling. A coagulation Whoa. of factors, if you will. And add another point for Puan on the vocab game. <laughs> a compartmentalization of factors. Oh, take back that point <laughs> on the vocabulary game. So once again incredible visuals i love when they find the ship the shipwreck 
and if you take out those characters, it looks like a real shipwreck. The way there's water damage on the wood, the textures of the wood, how the lighting throughout this movie is... You know, you really got a sense of the memory of the water as it was on the ship. Mm -hmm. The shape of water, if you will. And 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 like the shape of the water alluded to the memory of the water. All all those more mystical scenes where Elsa's like surrounded by darkness and then the lights flash by and yeah, it's it's an impressive feat what they do with these movies. By the way, Guillermo del Toro, if you make a sequel to Shape of Water called The Memory of Water at this point, you you get you owe us you owe us some residuals on something. Yo, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, first off, big fan. Big, big fan. fan. I've seen one of your movies. Secondly, if you make a movie with any words in the title that we've said on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've said the word uh, proliferate. I, I, I said, uh, <laughs> I even forgot the word I said where I lost a point. <laughs> can't, see, can't say these words, Guillermo. His next movie is going to be, he's only going to make Spanish language movies from now on. You, you think we can't speak Spanish? Wait till season two. Whoa, <laughs> a tease. Season two is only in Spanish. <laughs> oh. I, I like the part Go-go. where um, Elsa was fighting the water. Yes. That was fun. That's what that's why when I brought the truth, that's the one trailer I remember. It's her, it it's this very dark. Uh uh who did was it Christopher Beck again who did this? Who did this? Who did this? Edina. Edina. Yeah, she was physically running on ice that she created with her feet. Mocap. Mocap. <laughs> Christoph Beck uh, did the score again for this one. Now all I remember is the trailer of Elsa on the beach taking off some clothing as she prepares to run up against the water. Dramatic score that builds as she just keeps running up against the water. And that trailer going make me feel like, holy shit, this is going to be a serious movie. It's going to go down. And she went down a tunnel, right? I mean, she went down something. Juan. I didn't another... say down on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And you know what? Now we realize how they made this so cheap. It was all mocap. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> James Cameron knows about how cheap mocap is. <laughs> well, listen, that was all the way back in 2009. And it's not like they're going to the bottom of the Marianas Trench for this one. Well, it's not like they're making another Avatar movie. Again, they're not going to the bottom of the Marianas Trench in Frozen 2. No. She might have gone down a hole. It wasn't that one. Anna goes down. No, no, her and Olaf walk into a hole. They don't go down a hole. They go, they walk into it, then fall into the deep chasm that's hidden under behind the shaft. Are they in the deep end? Watch as they dive in. That movie didn't make a billion dollars. It's a very good movie, though. Which version? Um, Let us know. Let us know if you want to see a version of this podcast or a podcast of us just going through the 70 different versions of different films. There's four stars borns. All right. 
but how many movies are there that have that sort of lineage? Um, stars, one, there's two Ocean Elevens, and we could throw in the sequels in Ocean's Eight as well. We we could delve into like classic cinema where they used to remake a movie every like five years. Hold on, my earbuds fell in. Can you repeat that? We we could delve into classic cinema where they used to remake a movie every five years. I was gonna say Beauty and the Beast. There's so many Beauty and the Beasts. There's a live action animated. There's Beastly starring Vanessa Hudgens and Alex Pettifer. You know, I I remember. <laughs> this is so specific, but like <laughs> the time when Beastly came out. And the time when I was on Yahoo Movies coincided perfectly to the point where I kept watching the trailer for Beastly on Yahoo Movies. I thought you were going to bring up the Beastly Wii video game. And and I watched the scenes that they put up on Yahoo Movies. Oh, we know you love Vanessa Hudgens. You know what? That could also be another version of this podcast where we talk about the movie and the video game associated with the movie. I so want you to say, we'll go through the Vanessa Hudgens filmography. We could do that too. So many options. So many options. You know, okay. they say, uh, <laughs> they say love is an open door. I say season twos are an open door on new possibilities. What a beautiful metaphor. A beautiful metaphor. Much like how uh, movie sequels are an open door to new magic. Juan, what was that lizard creature? I enjoyed it. Yes, I agree. But they, it's like it was a fire two spirit. Seconds. Was that? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, because they again, had I've one of each. Twice. I see. I see. Because they had like the earth golems. They had, ah. they had Augustus. Gale. Augustus, Gale. You know what? How, t- how do you know that the times where the wind was there and they didn't call it Gale, that it wasn't Augustus? I apologize. I'm windist. Windist right here. There you go. And then you had the water horse and the Olaf. Sure, sure. I did really much enjoy, um, there's that scene where they're kind of in a tornado. Do you remember this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the scene when the fire starts attacking and Elsa has to fight back. That's a gorgeous scene, the way the colors flow, all the purples and the reds and blues and, and, and the, the way the camera moves in that scene. This is that a is- very uh, colorful movie and I, and I very much enjoy that. But it, as, as it moves on, uh, it's a much more dour color. It darkens as as the, the heroes go through more rougher waters. And at the end, once again, it brightens up. At the very ending on the beach again, reminds, for some reason, I thought Lord of the Rings. Does Lord of the Rings have a scene like that? I felt Lord of the Rings. I'll be honest. I, I got Lord of the Rings from that first song. <laughs> some things never change? No. Oh, the, the one that mom The sings. lullaby. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Of course, of course. And I also got a bit of Sufjan Stevens from it. Oh. Uh, and I, and then I looked up what was the inspiration for that song, and uh, let's 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 read it together. Ooh, I like reading. Where's the Wikipedia page? Give me, give me the wiki. Give me that wiki. So poorly prepared for this. Um. 
if one embrace something like the the its composers sought inspiration from rockabye baby hence why it felt like a nice warm hug oh that's nice uh, and had- norwegian lullabies that's where you get a bit of the feel of the uh more celtic and Ooh. is this celtic fit i don't know what's the definition of celtic i think celt well that feels like it's Celtic right, isn't I... Norwegian, but it's in the same like genre. Like it's pretty close. Not exactly there, but it's closer than some like sci-fi. Sure, sure. Like if they if they threw a theremin in there, that would not be Celtic or Norwegian. Repeat that word, please. Theremin. Country of origins. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it is an instrument. Can you, use, can you use it in a sentence? Yo, the theremin in that sci-fi song went off. Wow. That sci-fi song was a banger. Yeah, the theremin is the instrument that makes all those... Ooh. Oh, that's a fun noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, you're, we're talking about the songs. We haven't mentioned... Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, who do the music, they just won an Emmy last weekend for uh, Agatha all along. They're some of the biggest names in uh, musical songwriting nowadays. They have two Oscars, mm-hmm. not from this movie. Turns out this movie, not their best work. Well, I mean, there's two of them, so I assume they have two Oscars. They have four Oscars <laughs> for Frozen and Coco. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This one, they lost to Elton John and Tim Rice. Well, you know what? What can you say? Sherlock Gnomes was a classic. (laughs) I remember when I was young, me and Julie had so much fun. I think it's Susie, but then they change it to Julie in the movie. This crocodile Uh, rock I'm referencing. I'm, I'm a year off with Sherlock Gnomes, damn it. That was 2018. That's why you give the four numbers after the movie. Wait, which which four numbers? 2018. What does that have to do with the year it was released? (laughs) So back to Frozen 2. Um, I find it funny. Wait, Ms. Simpson, are you frozen? Okay. No. We are talking about Frozen. (laughs) Uh, Going back going back to the movie. I was about to say something I already forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of the fifth element in this movie. Like, it, it, it's given real Captain Planet heart vibes. <laughs> so what is her element? She's the fifth element, right? No, no, no. They're the fifth element. Oh, both? Oh, they're the, the love. Yeah, exactly. Heart. Compassion. I see, I see. <laughs> Once again, just like Last Jedi, reckoning with your past and love. I asked this movie, just like Last Jedi. Was, was love a main element of Last Jedi? <laughs> yeah, when Finn's about to, to commit suicide by bashing into the, the ship, Rose bashed into her and she says, uh-huh. oh, we don't go, we don't fight what we hate, but we embrace what we love. And then they kiss 
And then Disney was like, yo, people don't like blazing couples. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, save it for next week. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I tried to forget about that movie, but we're talking about it next week. Um, this one, one of the weird crutches this movie has, because mm-hmm. we both feel like this movie didn't know what it wanted to do. It had to live up to the first one. I, I feel like the, the filmmakers would have preferred making the sequel one-off, right? Because if you look at, at recent Disney, Tangled is one movie. Uh, 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 the Winnie the Pooh, the new Winnie Pooh didn't get a sequel? You know what? They should have made a sequel to it. Because, because six- like Winnie the Pooh, it lends itself to episodic storytelling. I think, I think it will be a generational thing. Like a star is born. Whoa, Every generation whoa, whoa, will have their Winnie the Pooh. Quick question. When you say the new Winnie the Pooh, are you talking about the like animated Winnie the Pooh? Or are you talking about Christopher Robin? Animated, 2011. Have you seen it? I saw it way back with one. I got it's it on light. DVD. It's real good. It's, light. it's probably on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, but I, I, I bought it before that. Oh, you're, you're, you're one of them cool kids. Oh, because it was also like... You're one of those cool kids with the movie collection. It was ten bucks at like Target well, or Best Buy or whatever. That's good for a Disney movie. That's very exactly, good for a movie. exactly. But yeah, as I was saying, like we don't usually get sequels. Big Hero Six hasn't had a sequel. Moana no sequels. Utopia. Yeah, there's no, no Big sequels. Hero Seven. No, no. There's no and, Moana Anna. And so yeah, it does feel like they 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 didn't know, and we're kind of in a place where we have to make a sequel. I just gave the game away. Moana Anna. It's the crossover movie. As I've been trying to say the past <laughs> five minutes, great tangents though. I do love these tangents. Um, there's a lot of flashbacks to the first movie. Yeah, and it's it it's like half of this movie is the first movie because so the have... thing is like they keep making these closed loops for movies hmm. where it's like it's a satisfying story. There's you don't really need to go back. But then they're like, okay, what's the elements of that first part that we didn't really dive deep into because it didn't really matter for the story we're telling, but we could stretch out into something else here. Yeah, but that's not even what what this one, because you have in Lost in the Woods, there's flashbacks to Anna and Kristoff in the first movie. Well, I was thinking more specifically in terms of um, story-wise, the the parents. Well, yes, there is that. But but yeah, Olaf reenacts the entire movie, which great scene. I love Sterling K. Brown's uh, reactions to that scene. And then after show yourself, Elsa walks through the first movie. You know, I just read an article Ooh. by uh, one film crit Hulk. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not familiar with this person. Go on. Uh, where he talked about the idea of the nostalgia laugh. Ah. Where it's like when a comedy movie gets a sequel, they try to one-up the joke from the previous movie, but you're not really making a new joke. You're relying on the laugh of the memory of the old joke. But there's, but that, I don't know if this applies because it's not them doing the same joke. No, no, no. I'm, I'm extending it a bit outward in a sense sure. where it feels like, it's relying on the 
characterization and goodwill that you got from enjoying the first movie. So it's a bit of a nostalgia trip in that sense. And that also has its own sense of diminishing returns. Sure. Which is why, yes, we did enjoy this movie, but it's not that lasting. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think it's a good time to talk about the cast. I really like Kristen Bell in this movie. In that 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 uh the that final act. She's 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 really terrific. And Adina Menzel's was great as always. Jonathan Groff, I wish you had something to do in this movie. Christoph gets nothing. Sterling K. Brown's fun. You know, actually I want to talk about I want to talk about that whole mini storyline that c or d or e plot if you that, will let's be honest the the x plot <laughs> whoa 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 this is a pg rated film miss Simpson. get your mind out of the gutter i didn't say x rated shameful oh you think all x's are the same yes that's why i don't talk to them anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're a savage <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. When I when I was initially watching those the first couple scenes involved with that, I was like, okay, I get it. It's whatever. But like, this is too hammy. But then he said something. He said a line to uh, Sven. He said, "Don't patronize me." And at that moment, a kinship was formed. You saw yourself in Kristoff. For for that brief moment, yes. And as a bond that can never be broken, like the, the, the love between sisters. Like, seriously, the, the way he said it too, is just like preemptively, just like being on the defense when no one's even attacking you. Love it. Love it. Because, you know, once upon a time, and even sometimes just for the fun of it these days, uh, I would just uh, whenever someone was being kind of sympathetic or kind to me, just hit them with the don't you ever fucking patronize me. And I'd go hard with it. So I felt that. I felt that. Well, that is this week's episode of the Billion Dollar <laughs> Movie Club. Also featuring the cast, Martha Plimpton. She's mm. wonderful. She's uh, she's 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 one of like the, the tribal people in the forest. So maybe that yeah, we didn't even talk about the tribal people. Yeah, because is there anything to say? Uh, and then the parents are played by Evan Rachel Wood and Alfred Molina. Gotta yeah, love, gotta love Af- Al- Alfred Molina. <laughs> one more time. Alf, Alf, no, Alf. It's, shit. it's, not, it's Alf. not Alpha and Omega. It's not the wolf movie Alpha, Alpha and Omega. Shit, Alf, no, Alf. I'm sorry, I just really like that show. <laughs> he eats cats. Have you seriously seen an episode of Alf? I have. It, it is Damn. quite the experience. <laughs> it's never, it was never on TV when I used to watch TV like that. Uh, it wasn't on TV. I think I just saw it online. <laughs> like, you know, you just, you're just like, yo, let me see an episode of this classic comedy. And you look up on the Google, ALF Online Free. I can't tell if people actually like ALF 
which is just so weird that they're like, yeah, it's part of part of the world now. The thing is, it I think it falls into the same camp as that like Mr. Ed series. Oh, where like Mr. the joke is that you take this cartoonish thing and make them into a civilized adult. But that was like the 50s. They they thought they tossed everything on, on the wall in the 50s. Alf was in the 90s. Yeah. Right. And he had that rude tude alien mood. Bars. <laughs> no, do you did do you ever watch uh, the Game Awards? The the Jeff Keeley. Oh, the Jeff Keeley Awards. Awards. Yeah. The Keeleys, yes. if you will. There was one year where Alf popped up on the awards. Do you remember this? I don't. I need to find this clip. I don't remember why, but Alf was there. That's amazing. That's lovely. That gives me life. You know what happens if you take the letters in Alf and you arrange them and throw a little garnish in the front? Flaw. Oh, Nah, you get flaw. Flaw. You gotta love flaw. I don't know what this fly is. There's a lot of flaws. Do you have anything else? I, I want to talk more about this movie because I like it, but I, I, I don't know what else to say. I like Next Right Thing. I think that's a very nice song. It's really odd if you listen to the soundtrack and it ends with that song because there's no songs after that. Very downer note to end on. Wait, which one? Uh, that's when Anna is sad and climbing out of the uh, the cave. There was a song after that, wasn't there? That's the last song on the soundtrack. Because after that, then it goes into the score. Well, this this much like the first movie, very front loaded with its songs. And I I think I mentioned on the first Frozen podcast, and maybe even like Beauty and the Beast. Well, we have a Frozen podcast. <laughs> Every, Every week we discuss Frozen. Speaking of which, there's actually a segment that I wanted to do. Ooh, can we get to that after? Okay. Okay. All right. But I was gonna say like uh, these Disney movies don't have that grand finale a lot of the time. And it's kind of like now that they're not in peril, now that there's no conflict, they can just sit and let the music music score lift them. They have nothing more to say. And so that's why you don't have a big finale and say Frozen or Frozen. Well, which is funny because in this one, the, the beginning songs are them being like, we have no problems. There's nothing going on. And that's the song. But it's also them trying to act like there's nothing going on. But yo... That charades, great scene. We need more scenes in movies of people just hanging out, shooting the shit, playing family games. My one issue, Olaf is OP. They got a nerf Olaf. I mean, they brought that up in the discussion. We didn't see the second charade scene. Maybe they did nerf Olaf. Good point. Good point. I have a question. Or Flao. So you know how there's like that five minute scene of them traveling on the cart? Sure. And Olaf just says random uh, facts. Yep, yep. Adorable. It wasn't then, that long. No, it wasn't. I was exaggerating. But at the end of it, Olaf is sleeping. Does Olaf need to sleep? Okay, are we about to delve into the anatomy of Olaf the way we dissected the anatomy of a minion? Is this what you want? Is this what you want? I feel like there's other creatures we've done this with. Well, didn't you see the postcard scene? I did. And I enjoyed that. Do they need to sleep? 
Well, you know, may, maybe that's what. It, so they say sleep is what helps uh, memories stay. Oh, and that's how water remembers everything because water goes to sleep. Wow. Exactly. That's why let's, let's, let's write a, a, a book on this. I did. I have one, one little thing they can't toss out in this movie where I'm like, really? What the, is it? The elements attack the city, right? And they, they, they get the city, they get the people out of the city, which is great. And so they're like, we got to figure out what happened. And the lead troll goes, you all go. I'll watch your people. Why is the troll in charge? He doesn't know these people. I mean, it's better him than the Prince Hans. (laughs) What if they don't need to be governed? Listen, this is a monarchy. They're not ready for... Maybe in like 50 to 70 years, Disney will start making movies about uh, corporatocracies where like the main characters are billionaires who are trying to make things quote unquote better for everyone else. But we're not there yet. On, it's too current. Iron Man? Yeah, but there's no songs in Iron Man that they wrote uh, that he sings. Okay. Uh, you got me there. You got me there. Why do you want to do your, your little segment now or after the break? We could do it after the break. All right. Well, who knows what comes up after the break? Let's go into the unknown. Stay frozen to your seat. In this movie, we are taught that uh, water has memory. You know what this means, right? knows what you did last summer when you had White Castle for four days straight and you just couldn't hold back and you released that kraken in the toilet water remembers that time you went on an on a three-day bender and it took a whole three days to finally unleash the kraken from the front the water remembers and it's going to come for you when you least expect it, or when you most expect it. But water remembers and never forgets. Welcome back. Wow, we're back. We're back. What what a beautiful ad that was. Very informative, enlightening, and delightful. I think he's going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. A Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know what distinction that made, but it made something. Um, So before we go into our usual segments, we're going to have an extra segment for this week because um, there's more than two movies in the Frozen canon. And uh, in looking up what the other, I remember there being only one other one, but upon looking it up, I ran into a Screen Rant article. Everyone loves Screen Rant. They read that screens. Who from Screen Rant wrote this? Uh, this article is written by one Jasmine Gallup. Shout out to you, Jasmine. Thank you for this. It's, uh, it's called Every Frozen Short Ranked Worst to Best. Ooh, so, Vincent, do, do you have any ideas how many shorts there are? I believe it's four. 
you silly, silly, ridiculous, redonkulous dummy. There's only three. I believe there's four. Hold up. Let me double check this. Is this up to date? Where? What year is this from? This is from 2020. That's, that's, a, that's a year. A year where they could have added more Frozen stuff. Hold on. Let me look up. Sequel? Legacy. Cultural impact. That's not what I'm looking for. Frozen franchise. All right. Scrolling down on the Wikipedia page. Short films. Frozen fever. Mm-hmm. Myth of Frozen tale. Once upon a snowman. Are we not counting Fro- Olaf's Frozen Adventure? I guess this uh this Once Upon is a one. Once Upon a you Snowman know what? released exclusively you know on Disney Plus on October 23rd, 2020. Could have been after this article. Jasmine Gallup, thank you for your thank you for your work, but uh you're outdated. So we're no longer using your work. That's not an insult. That's just the way of the world. We move too fast nowadays. I apologize, Jasmine. So what we're going to do now is we're going to fit these within the canon through numbers. The timeline, the frozen timeline. Yes. That's, as a that's a more... Of, as a fan of The Legend of Zelda, I fucking hate timelines. But let's try to figure this out. I don't think it's that difficult. Okay. So obviously we, we, we start with the, the Olaf's journey. Uh, hit hit what? that one with the one point five, whatever, what? whatever. All off. No, we start with thing. Frozen. We start with Frozen. Okay. Oh, you want to go through the entire canon? You know Are what? We're not doing that. Okay. Okay. You know what? Frozen isn't the first one. That's what I'm declaring. It isn't. <laughs> it is. It isn't. Then what's the first one? Uh, on. Hold let's up. See. There's a short series at home with Olaf on April 6, twenty twenty. Disney released a series of short clips centered entirely around Olaf on their YouTube and Twitter pages. It starts with that. I'm saying it starts with that. So that's 0.5. But wait, hold on. But Once Upon a Snowman, this short details Olaf's origin from the moment he was created by Elsa during Let It Go to his first meeting with Anna, Kristoff, and Sven. That's the one and a half. Okay, 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 okay. That's one and a half, but that's not 1.5. But hold on. Myth of Frozen Tale, which I was unaware of until today. A prequel short to Frozen 2 titled Myth of Frozen Tale. The short features Evan Rachel Wood portraying an Arendelle mother as she narrates the story of the elements. The short was virtual and only available through Oculus Rift. That's 1.95. On January 15, 2021, it was announced that a flat version would be made available on Disney Plus on February 26th. I feel like this is the 0.5. No, no, that's 1.95. No, no, sorry, 1.8. Because we're because uh, if you remember, there's the uh, the Kingdom Hearts series where they did the prelude to three as 2.8. So this is the 1.8. So Frozen One. Mm-hmm. Followed by Frozen One and a Half, aka Once Upon a Snowman. Yes, yes, yes. Followed by 1.8 Myth of Frozen Tale. Yeah. I think from there, uh, 1.83 Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Oh, you think that's after? Yes, I think that's after. I don't. I don't know. I feel like the myth is like right before. So, like everything Frozen- else. Sorry, mm-hmm. Frozen Adventure, 
Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. So for example, if that's 1.67, I think at home with Olaf is 1.75. Just 0.5. 0.5. At home with Olaf. Yes. I think this happens when uh, Elsa's still locking herself away from uh, Anna. Having but not Olaf, seen a single moment of this. But Olaf was already created, which yeah. happens in Once Upon a Snowman, which is one and a half. You're telling me there's no version of Olaf that exists before that? I don't know. Okay, so you're saying, so to recap, Frozen 0.5, a.k.a. at home with Olaf. Yes. Followed by Frozen 1. See, the thing is, okay, okay. So you know how in the first Frozen at the beginning, she does the thing with the hands and all that. She what? treats when they're kids. It's like, hi, I'm Olaf. Like pretending That's the to be. the thing with the hands, not with like a figure or snow. No, the thing with the hands. Because she grabs the hands and like pretends. To... Whatever. Moving on. Remember. Let's go on. There's there's that moment at the beginning where she they literally make a snowman and she says the name hi I'm Olaf nice to meet you and that's why it's named Olaf later. That's a thing with hands. Hands. Yeah, that's a thing with hands. Because she was moving the hand. What is this a banger? Shut the fuck up. All right. Um. Do we do you need to share your screen to show the ranking? For the I, video I, I didn't reviewed? I didn't put them in. Um. So. What I was saying is it's going by the Toy Story rules. She is treating Olaf like a toy in that moment. Thus, when we're seeing Olaf by himself, he is an animate being. Okay. So to recap, you have the final say. So what's the first chronological Frozen? Uh, point 0.5, just point 0.5. At home frozen with Frozen 0.5? Yeah, just point 0.5. Okay. And that one is? At home with Olaf. See, this is the toy version of Olaf. Uh, okay, okay. And from there we get? Uh, I believe we have one. Frozen one. And then? Frozen one. There's no... That, frozen there's, one. There's no film called Frozen one. There's Frozen 2013, <laughs> but there's no Frozen one. All right, all right, all right. If you look at so, Wikipedia, there's no Frozen 1. So then uh, we got 1.5. Okay. 1.5 or 1.5. That's very important. Oh, right, right, right. That's two different things. Uh, let's start with 1.5. 1.5. Okay, 1.5, which is... That was the uh, the makings of the Olaf. Juan, you're our Frozen expert here. What was that one called? You're the one who had the list pulled up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the one with the current list. That's Once, Once Upon, upon a, a snowman. snowman. Yeah. That one. All right. And then uh, the 1.5 is... um. Oh. That was Olaf's Frozen Adventure, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. I, 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 I believe so. Uh, and then uh, we got what was Frozen Fever? Yeah, the final call. There's Frozen Fever, Myth of Frozen Tail, and Frozen Two. Okay, so Myth of Frozen Tail, that's a one point eight. 
right. 1.8 and it's a frozen tale. Frozen fever and frozen two. Uh I'm gonna put you know what? Let's go a little bit further back. 1.2 is a frozen fever. Frozen fever. The first frozen short. And then uh we we have uh two, two which is frozen two three. <laughs> There we go. We found the chron- chrono- chronological order, chronology of the Frozen. I feel like we made good progress. <laughs> well, that's the Frozen timeline. Really good. Albia, really good. Not perfect. Uh, I mean, one can say there will be no perfect Frozen watch order until we have all the Frozen. No. Which might be the end of time. You know, because, it's weird. Because once once copyright catches up with Frozen, they're gonna they're gonna make Elsa so queer. They're gonna get her. They're gonna get her. The fanfic writers, they're gonna come for her. And it's gonna be canon. Oh no. Point. And then it's gonna be canon at that point because there's no copyright. Hold on. Both feature-length Frozen films are in the Billion Dollar Movie Club. Yes. To my knowledge, it's the only franchise where every single feature-length film is in the Billion Dollar Movie Club, with the exception of, say, Avatar, which is only one movie right now. And Titanic is one movie. (laughs) Am I wrong? Utopia is one movie. Does that count as a franchise if it's just one movie? Well, also Avatar. I'm saying with the exception of the one movies. Because then technically guess, the whole yeah. fr- it's the only franchise where we're both feature-length films. So you would think, wow, they have the formula. They know how to make magic with these movies. But they didn't make enough magic. No. And let me explain to you why. Why? All right, I'm going to go first. Oh, I know movie's perfect. It's time for us to fix these movies or this All right. movie. All right. So how would you, you fix know Frozen 2? How would you fix you know Frozen 2? I've, I've, I, I heard people tell me, like, you know... Anna didn't have powers in the first one. She she now has her own form of magic in this one. And I was hugely let down by uh, the fact that she's sharing those powers with Elsa. She's got sure. nothing for herself. Sure. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to make her have the power of heart. Oh, that's Her horrible. exclusively. But, but, maybe that heart's uh, going to grow a little cold. She, she's going to be a little uh, consumed with power because uh, her first act as new queen of Arendelle, you know what it is? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. No, she's going to rename it to Anadel. Wow. And then news of this in, <laughs> in the letter that she sends to Elsa at the end requesting her to join them for charades she's gonna say meet me at Anadel," and then Elsa's gonna be like what and that's gonna be like the tease for the third movie because she's become too consumed with power it's all about her they have to restore the power of the heart otherwise the world falls into complete chaos this is how you set up the third movie so that it makes sense when they Question actually make it now this is just workshop it doesn't have to be included but in the third movie, does Ray from Star Wars show up 
and they become co-queens and rename it Ana Del Rey. I like what you're thinking, but that's the wrong franchise. I'm sorry. Go on, continue with your fixes. Um, Elsa goes and visits uh, the world of Rapunzel's and requests her help. They are the same world. Yeah. There's a cameo from them in the first one. Wow. So they will request the help of Anna's. Hmm. Question, did you ever watch Tangled? I did. She loses her powers after she chops her hair, right? Yes. So what is she going to do? Throw a She's a pan? queen. She's going to bring her army. She's going to bring her gambit. We're, we're going to have a new battle of the five armies situation with wow. this one. Because, you know, it's it's a trilogy of uh, fantasy movies. you got to end with a huge battle. Juan, I think that's the incorrect comparison. I'm, I'm sorry that you're wrong. But if it's two queens leading their armies, it's obviously... Uh... A throwback oh, Alice to in Alice Wonderland. Wonderland. Yes, yes, yes. So who's going to do the Futter Wagon? Sterling K. Brown. Yes! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he would. He would. See, this is how you set up a sequel and have a sequel that'll actually make sense in its own right, Disney. Take notes and pay us. <laughs> yeah. Guillermo del Toro and Disney, please pay us. Give us all the money. So those are my fixes. Nice fixes. Nice fixes. Nice fixes. I think I can. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. There, there was the, the reference I made earlier. There's going to be a sequel to Moana that is going to be the lead into this one. It's Moana Anna. This is all just building off that Disney princess. Uh, team up film we all want from ralph breaks the internet right yeah yeah. because you know what that was putting the cart before the horse that that was like making the justice league movie before you have like aquaman no sorry not the justice league ralph breaks the internet is the batman v superman dawn of justice of the uh disney princesses oh because there's a loud ending that kind of doesn't make sense and also, like, you brought all these people together, but, like, we don't necessarily have a sense of who they are when they interact with each other one-on-one. Sure, sure. You need to build them relationships. Exactly. Good fixes. Good fixes. Mine aren't better, per se, but they're different. Okay. All right. Because once again... Film last song is next right thing or whatever it's called. I enjoy that song. We need another song, a really big punch. Uh, for so, the last time in forever. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> and so it's gonna be Anna on that bridge, right? She's staying on the bridge. She's waiting for the rock golem to throw their boulders. And so one throws a boulder. Anna is standing. Feet planted on the bridge, ready to fall with the kingdom, for she needs to uh, make up for her ancestors' wrongs. And as she plants her feet and stands and makes a stand, we get a Guy Ritchie-esque slow-mo. Everything slows down and turns very similar to uh, speechless in the speechless reprise in Aladdin live action. 
but no, she's not singing speechless. Instead, you hear she's singing speechful. You you hear a violin, a, a single violin go. And then on. I don't know how much of that was picked up, but keep going. We'll see. And then Kristen Bell's Anna goes. Let it go. Let it go. Won't is that a positive song anymore? Let it go. Let it go. Come at me with your boulder. Balder? Here I'll stay. Wash my home away. I am on now. And then within the slow-mo, another slow-mo. And she's standing there watching this boulder come. And there's a VO, a voiceover, a monologue coming from Anna. And Juan, would you do me the pleasure of a dramatic reading of this monologue? Thank you. (laughs) So once again, she sings, I am on now. All my life, I thought I was protecting Elsa. But really, I was hiding behind her and her powers. She made me feel safe. But now that she's gone, I have to step up. I can't let her down. I must do the next right thing. Boulder hits. She falls. Still in K. Brown still rescues her. Just adding, just adding another great song. A little more dramatic. A high point. Can, can I, I add can, something? Sure, sure. To, to make our visions in line. Okay. I have another fake book on. Uh, maybe, you know what? The, in this version, they do destroy the city. And she says from... From the wreckage of Arendelle, we shall build Annadelle. I like that idea. It it doesn't mesh with my next fix. Okay. So may I continue with my fix? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, no, you can't. But you can. Man. That was this week's episode of like. the Billion Dollar Movie. <laughs> so next fix, right? Uh, the rest of the movie happens as normal. Uh, they get engaged in marriage. You know, Happiness. the movie occurs, people's lives change, they do things. Post-credit scene. Kristoff is alone in his quarters, in his room. Maybe there's a fireplace, it's very dark, it's night. He's, it's a long day, he's taking off his hat, his gloves. Okay. Door slowly creaks open. And you hear from the lead troll, the lead troll goes, did you do it? And Christoph goes, yeah, I did it. How about you? And the league troll said, yeah, when I was in charge of the city, all the townspeople, they like us. They like what we want, what we want to bring to the world. And Christoph says, that's good. The long, the long con is going well. She thinks we're in love. We'll be married, and then I'll have a seat on the throne. And the troll's like, yes, it'll happen soon. You want that works. Blackout. Blackout. And on on the screen says Anna and Elsa and everyone else will will return for Frozen Three. Colon. Endgame. No, no, no. Frozen 3D game over. 
come on, it's right there. <laughs> we don't want to. Do you remember when they made that short for the Oculus Rift and they had to make it a flat version? We don't want them to do that again. But I, listen, I I want Elijah Wood to show up again and say cake and explode into a billion pieces. He can still do that. <laughs> cake. Elijah Wood plays uh, Christoph's brother. Christoph and the trolls are going to come take over Arendelle in Frozen See, 3. You know why I think that works, especially? Mm. Because the universe hasn't pro- proven that uh, they love each other yet. I think we got some great fixes today. We did. We did. This, this, was, this was a great section of fixes. We did very well. Uh, I tip my cap to you. I, I tip my little bit of hair that's sticking out to you. Eh. <laughs> so we got some great thoughts, some great opinions throughout this episode. Now, you know what we say every week? And I know it comes as a surprise, but you know what? Forget all our thoughts. They never mattered. What? Uh, today, right now, here and now, we are going to rank Frozen 2 among the bills of the dolls movies. Based off of science and logic and cold, hard facts. Let's rank Frozen 2 among the Billion Dollar Movie Club. As always, I will pick heads. Yes, we're going to flip a coin, and Juan calls for heads. The coin is flipped. It lands on what? tails. Do you not see it? It froze on, like, most of the way facing heads, so I was, I was getting real should, excited. Should we redo it? Yeah. All right. Call in the air. Heads. Juan goes for heads. The coin lands on heads. Do you want to do best two out of three? I love flipping virtual coins. Call it once more. Heads. One calls heads. It's heads. One. Damn. I keep you. getting these picks. I keep Last week's picks. film was Joker. I can barely see what's going on here. Can you like zoom in? I'm trying. I'm trying. How do I? Well, let me zoom. Or maybe hold I on. could just make hold the screen bigger. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me do this. I'm going to stop sharing the screen right now. God, when I did that, I'm going to make so much more editing for myself. Come on, Christian. Why can't I zoom in on this? I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. That's very odd. Okay. I made it bigger. So I'm going to reopen it. Okay. Yep. That's good. Last good film. Number 15, Joker. (laughs) One. Mm -hmm. Films. You can interpret films many ways, can enjoy and respect them in many ways. We have quite the, the mesh-up in this week. Juan, is Frozen 2 better or worse than Frozen? Uh, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> is Frozen 2 better or worse than Joker? Okay, so here's my predicament. Well, I think we're hitting Joker mode no matter what we do. I, I enjoyed Frozen 2 more than Joker, but Frozen 2 doesn't have the pedigree of Joker. Like, where's the, where's the stealing an entire plot from classic cinema? That's what heightens your movie. I'm sorry. Joker's better. Joker's wow. better. All right, Vaughn. Just a reminder, wherever it lands, 
by science, it's better than Titanic. Juan, is Frozen 2 better or worse than Toy Story 4? I think I'm going to have to say better because, wow. you know, um, Toy Story, this movie didn't make me feel sad in the sense that it was begging for its death the entire time. And it was, it was, it was nice just, you know, it was just looking for its reason for existence, but that's better than the begging for death. See, the thing is, it's, it's, it's all a matter of opinion. Toy Story 4 is more pessimistic about its search oh, for meaning. I'm sorry. Is it all about opinion or science? The science tells you that, like, the pessimism doesn't get you as far as optimism. That's true. And so, Juan, let's place in the number generator. I think it's a minimum yeah. of one six and sure, a sure. max of 16. Yes, 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 yes. I'm scared, Juan. I'm scared to press the button. I hope it's not 47. Whoa, let's see what happens. 16. At number 16. Frozen. Too. You I know, think I'm this not... means Frozen Two is better than Frozen. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. We'll find out what else it's better than. I'll be honest. Not hating the ranking of these I'm... 2019 movies. <laughs> not hating them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, Pawn. Let's read the All list. All of these are better than Titanic. Not hating the ranking. <laughs> let's read the list. <laughs> we gotta do it in full. So join me as we read the. Full list. I'll start us off, all right? Okay. Starting at number 47. Rob Marshall's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Two, zero, one, one? Uh, at 46, we have Timothy Burton's uh, Release the Futterwack in uh, parentheses, two, zero, three, nine. Close parentheses. At number 45, Lee Unkrich's Toy Story 3, 2010. At number 44, we have the greatest moneymaker in the movie's box office history. Uh, we have Jimmy Cameron's Avatar uh, 3000. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. Mm-hmm. At number and your great 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 granddaughter is doing fine this sense and i just wanted to let you know that i really appreciate that you're quoting such a banger right now <laughs> at number 43 john watts's spider-man far from home 2019 i forgot that i ended up somewhere <laughs> i mean it's just facts it is facts uh number 42 uh, the bloke himself, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. Uh, two one nine zero. Number forty one. Oh, which one is this? Michael Bay's Transformers: Dark of the Moon two zero one one. Yeah, and number forty. Uh, name Redacted's yeah. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Cinema. Number thirty nine. Pierre Coffin and Kyle Baldas, Despicable Me 3, 201817. Juan, did you remember we did Despicable Me 3? At number 38, we have the best Transformers movie on this list. Uh, Michael Bay's Transformers Dinosaur Time, 
number 37. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, 2014, the only one that year. The only one that year. I love that that's the one thing you remember. <laughs> number 37, Gore Verbrinsky's. Verbrinsky. <laughs> Gore Verbrinsky's. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, 2006. Uh, have fun with this one. At number 35, we have Anna Bowden and Ryan Flex. Uh, Avengers 3.5. What? One, I think the next movie is Avengers 3.5. No, that's 2.5, you dummy. Which one's yours? Huh? Which one's yours? It came out in 2018, 19, one of those two years. Girl Power. Go on. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Number 35, the Russo Brothers is Captain America Civil War 2016. At uh, number 33, we have. No, what? Wait, what? 34. Oh, 34. We have George Lucas. Uh, Star Wars, Episode I. The Phantom Men Ass. I'm sorry, Men Ace. Number 33, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises. Number 32, the Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight. Number 31, Marvel's The Avengers is Marvel's The Avengers 2012. Uh, 30. Uh, the, the, two, the two people. Two people. Pierre, Pierre Coffin and Kyle, Kyle Balda. Uh, they, they made a movie called Mini Ons. Number 29. John Favreau's The Lion King 2019. Uh, 28, we have uh, Peter Jackson's uh, The Hobbits and Unexpected Journey. Juan, did you just invite a Bostonian and a Brit to read that? Well, you take that combination of accents and you get New Zealand. <laughs> Number 27, David Yates' Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Uh, 26, we have the Spielbergian Bergs, Berg, Bergman, uh, Peter Berg. Uh, Jurassic Park, nineteen seventy-seven. Number twenty-five. Uh, Shane Black's is Iron Man three, two zero one three. Uh, number twenty-four. Twenty-four. We have twenty-four. Who's twenty-four? This week's the directors also. Uh, why can't I see the list? Jennifer uh, Lee and Chris Buck. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck's. Uh, one movie was it? Frozen. Yeah, that one. At two zero seven nine. At number twenty three, possibly the greatest director name we have on the list, J. A. Bayona's Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, two thousand and eighteen. At twenty two, we have J. A. Bayona's. Nope. You're lying to me. How, how are you gonna trick me like this? Isn't that Trevorrow? How are you going to trick me like this? Am I wrong? Yeah, Colin Trevorrow is the first one. You, you, really, you really wanted to psych me out like that. I did not. You psyched me out. I did not. Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World. 
Oh my God. Tied at number 21. Andrew Stanton's Finding Dory 2016. Jordan Peele's Us 2019. John M. Chu's Crazy Rich <laughs> Agents 2018. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 2007. Ron Howard's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2001. And at number 20, I think that's number yep, we're yep. at. Bill Con- Condone, uh, Beauty and the Beast, 7394. <laughs> number 19. Yes, number 19. James Cameron's Titanic, <laughs> 1997. We, we were so mean. We were were so we mean? mean? Or was science evil? We were so hopeful back in those halcyon days. Uh, at number 17, we got toys having a story. I don't know that, that man's name off the top. Josh Cooley's? I believe Josh Cooley's the Toy Story 4. Uh, directed by Josh Cool EY. Three nine five four five, number sixteen. Chris Bucks and Jennifer Lee's Frozen two twenty nineteen. Uh, wait, what number are we at? Fifteen. Um, Hangover guys, Joker. Todd Phillips is a Joker. <laughs> number fourteen. Brad Bird's is Incredibles two two zero one eight. Uh, it's number thirteen. J Abrams. Star Wars Episode T, The Force Awakens, 7 9 40. <laughs> At number 11, Rich Moore and Brian Howard's Zootopia, 2016. Russo, Russo me, Russo you, Russo all of us. Russo's back at it again with the Vans at number 10 for Avengers Endgame. Number nine, Ryan Coogler's Black Panther 2018. And back at it again and back at it again with the white Vans comes the Russo, me, you, Russo, hey, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Number seven, Gareth Edwards is Rogue One of Star Wars Stories 2016. Who made for eight? F. Gary Gray? Gray. From Gray or Gray. Uh, make, with the F8. The F8 of The Furious at number six. Who is the director of Pohan? Gerard Gray. Okay. At number five, I was going to say Ryan Cooter again. Ryan Johnson's is Star Wars Episode Eight, This Last Jedi, 2018. Uh, number four. Oh, wait, that's a seven nine eight, I think. What two zero one seven nine eight? I apologize for Last Jedi. All right, that we had we have an on air retraction there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number four, we have Aqua Marine Man, uh, directed by one James Wan, released in seventy nine forty two. Number three, Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King 2003. Uh, back at it again with the bangers, James Wan. Is it did... not? Oh, you're right. I think he did do Furious 7, right? 
I'm pretty sure. Checking. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then he came back for nine. Mm, right? No, Justin Lin came back for nine. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so number two, James Wan back at it again with another certified frosty banger. We love the bangers. Uh, two oh one eight seven four. Oh, don't give me my phone number because that number seven, one seven nine four two. Sam Mendes's Skyfall two thousand and twelve. Pawan, remember the days when that part of the podcast was five seconds long? I mean, it can be once again. Just abbreviate what's, everything for these final few episodes. What's your preference, viewers, listeners? Send an email. Speaking of emails, uh, we have an email from oh. an intrepid viewer. That email, where was it sent to? It was sent to billiondollarmovieclub at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. The, this email, the subject title is Read Joker. Okay. Hello. What's, our listen- what's the listener's first name? Uh, the listener's b- first name. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if they want me to disclose this. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, they said, hello, space. Uh, this email is for Juan Meta. Oh, that's that's me. That's me. I'm speaking. Hello. Uh, in the Joker episode of your podcast, as intrepid listeners know, that was uh, two episodes ago at this point. Yes, yes. No, that was last week. That was last week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, you said, uh, you said in this case, referring to me, Poan Mehta. So I said, I didn't know anyone who liked Joker. I believe that is a true statement. Um, I did say that, but there's, there might be context for that. Maybe I don't know. Uh, this is demonstrably false. Okay. Okay. And I would like immediately a meet an immediate retraction and subsequent formal apology well sorry that it wasn't immediate you had to sit through an entire other episode uh but uh i will not apologize juan i'm very confused what was in the email and which ones are your personal thoughts (laughs) (laughs) so a full reading of this email Hello, this email is for Pawan Mehta. In the Joker episode of your podcast, you said you didn't like know anyone who liked Joker. This is demonstrably false, and I would like an immediate retraction and subsequent formal apology. Thank you. Okay, so sorry for the delayed response that you had to sit through an entire other episode. Uh, two, what I will say is the people who I know who said they liked it did it in a you wouldn't get it joker ending sort of sense so that is it a joke is it real is it fake who knows i i couldn't tell at the time and i was going full joker mode thinking nobody enjoyed anything and everyone wanted to just beat the shit out of everything they see they see something that might have some warmth to it they got to just beat the shit out of it That's and uh th- there is there is no uh, apology and I will not retract anything because Joker mode takes us all at some point and you know the Joker modes it's it's not a toggle you know it's not a toggle you don't just hit it on and off whenever it hurts other people's fifis 
as someone who enjoys the film Joker, I assume you understand uh, intrepid viewer who sent us that email. Thank you. If you want a response like that, please send in an email to the Billion Dollar Movie Club at gmail.com. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Billion Dollar Movie Club, or Bill Dolls Movie. Also, if you'd like Twitter. to leave a comment on the YouTube, hit, hit that like button. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell your enemies about us. Tell your long-lost cousin that you haven't seen in seven years about us. Christopher! <laughs> And also, uh, if you would like to have a join in on the discussion on Frozen 2, we'll include that in the next week's episode. Next week's episode. Pawan, next week's episode's a big episode. It's the final film, most recent film to ever hit a billion dollars in original theatrical release. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it. It took 46 <laughs> the weeks. Most recent movie to actually be able to reach this milestone. That, and it's, that must and it's, mean it has some weight and quality to it, no? It's original theatrical release. Everyone flocked to it when it came out. We all said, I love Carrie Russell. I love Richard E. Grant. Let's hope they're used well. One, we're talking about I love week. Kelly Marie Tran. Hopefully she has a lot more to do in this movie. I, I love Rose. And you know what? Next we're talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I can't believe it took nine movies for Skywalker to rise. Like, bro, lazy much? Come on, come on. So, feel free to hit us up with your thoughts and opinions through the means available to you. If there's anything, any any discussion topics about Rise of Skywalker you want us to discuss next week, send in those ideas to the, the email. And then if and then once we talk about it, you could uh, talk shit in the replies being like, you didn't talk about it in the way I wanted you to. We love that feedback. We love it. We love it. Once again, thank you for listening to the Billion Dollar Movie Club. Shout out Shout to out Max. This Machio. You the MVP. M. V. Banger. Uh, MVP, what does that stand for? Moist, uh, vulnerable. I think, I think MVP is that, uh, that, that Cardi B song, right? Wait, is that not the Cardi B song? Moist, moist vagina pussy. Oh yeah. I love when I'm about to go full hog and it's like, yo, release the moist vagina pussy. Wow, this this took a turn for the family unfriendly. Thank you for joining us as we talk about this children's film, Frozen 2. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> turtles can breathe through their butts. Water has memories. <laughs> <laughs>